on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. The latest NBA news and rumors all around the league. And the LA Dodgers captured their first World Series since 1988. Could this be a start to a dynasty for them? Plus, my thoughts on Justin Turner's action after team clinching game six to win a World Series. Some say he was wrong. I'll share my thoughts. And week eight picks this NFL Sunday. Can someone be an upset alert this weekend in college football? And Trevor Lawrence really skipping the NFL draft next year? We definitely going to talk about that. And this day in sports and more right now on Sports Talk with Marcel. Welcome to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. Thank you guys for tuning in for another great episode. I have lined up for you guys. Hope everyone is being safe. We're taking a safety precautions for this weekend, which is Halloween. Um, you know, a lot of kids going trick or treating and whatnot. So just make sure you protect you got make sure you're protecting yourself, protecting your loved ones, and being safe out while enjoying them festivities. Um, we do have some NBA news. Mike D'Antonio joined the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, the Brooklyn Nets with his former player, Steve Nash. Um, it's ironic that he chose to go to Brooklyn Nets with his former player. First head coach, no, first coaching gig is Steve Nash. First coaching gig, he was hired as the coach earlier this offseason. Um, well, I would say earlier this summer. Um, but he united once again with former coach Mike D'Antonio, which failed to lead Houston Rockets to a championship. They was they was good over the couple of a couple of about last four or five years. He made them to a contender, but they just couldn't get over we know the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> so um it some say it should be a good fit. I don't I never seen Mike D'Antonio as coach. I don't know how it'll go. I know it would um I don't know the offense would be perfect, would be good. And and it seemed like the Brooklyn Nets is basically trying to do what the Golden States is doing with Steve Kerr, you know? You have good point guard, you have shooters, um uh okay defense. Um it seemed like every every team K D and Kyrie played on had had good defense, so you know, Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash will probably, you know, um, make something happen with the defense. Um, Mike D'Antoni didn't have defense with the Rockets. I know that for sure. Um, he had a lot of offense, and he just seemed like he was that kind of guru for the offensive, especially when he was with the Phoenix Suns. When those were the good years, and I remember that. I remember half of that roster with um, Stoudemire, Marion, Sean Marion. It was just it was just a loaded team. Barbosa, a tremendous team when he had back then. I'm surprised they never went got over that hump. And um so uh, Mike D'Antonio is with the um Brooklyn Nets. Some I'm, some say Lakers the favorite, but to be honest, before D'Antoni came, I I really I'm picking the Nets. Not only to come out of these, but to they my favorite to win the title. They are my favorite just because of Kyrie coming back. He definitely has something to prove. 
Kevin Durant have something to prove. He's been healing. They've been working out photos, videos of him in the gym, building that chemistry, you know, understand how the offense works or just bonding. And that's good when you have two superstars, two big superstars, top 10 for sure, you know, making that bond when, you know, a lot of other all-stars don't do that. And so I really think Kevin Durant going to come back on a mission. Kyrie got something to prove, like I said. And I really think they're going to make the East very easy to come out of. Because if you look at the contenders that they have, me personally, I'm not a believer in the Bucks. The Raptors are a good team, but you can't say they're better than the Nets with KD and Kyrie. And a couple more pieces they might get in the offseason from free agency or just from signing or picking up off the street. You you can't. There's it, nobody to me right now that can probably beat the Nets. Only team that can probably get them some kind of run for the East is the Miami Heat. And everybody know how good of a team they are. They just proved it in the in the first in in this year playoff. So that's the only team. And me personally, I still think they'll get them in six or seven. The Nets will get Miami in six or seven. That's what I think. Um, and that's just my opinion about that. Former Houston GM Darren Murray reportedly is finalizing the deal to be president of basketball operation with the 76ers. Wow, wow, wow. The guy knew he was he messed up, James. I I I've been a I've been a fond believer that Darren Murray was jeopardizing. James Harden, correct. I mean, that's my personal opinion. Because when you making moves like you made to trade Clint Capella, then you trade Chris Paul when you one game away, not not even one, well, couple couple defensive stops away from beating the Golden State Warriors and get to the finals. Then you the um, next couple of years you traded Chris Paul for a, a Russell Westbrook like. I I knew from the jump that wouldn't work. I I mean pers- I just knew from the jump Chris Paul getting traded from the Rockets was not a good look for the Rockets. Some people thought, oh, they they, they played in high school. Who cares? When you in that kind of line of work, you are and you it ain't about friendships out before the NBA. It's not about that. It's about getting that ring. And everybody knows that's your that is the number one goal. People teams build Make trades, build through the draft to win a championship. Yeah, of course, a lot of teams trying, but, you know, they just not good enough to compete with the better teams. But their main goal is to win a championship. Of course, some of the some of the some of the low below average teams is the goal that's to get to the playoff and who knows maybe something happened but they know gotta gotta be realistic nowadays you gotta be realistic ain't nobody gonna no one nobody thinking the the Brooklyn has this year in the playoff or the Lando Magic was gonna really beat anybody come on be for real they just you just luckily you 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 just made it to the playoff congratulations now your season over after the first round that's just how it goes to some teams. Don't mean to be harsh, but that's just how it goes. Some of these superstars, some of these players, they they chew. That's the reason why they call it free agency. 
Yeah, I would rather go and win championships and compete instead of play, get more money with a team that first round you out. First or second round you out. No, he's a conference, no conference finals. That's for sure. Not in the, not in, definitely not in the West. When you have the Lakers, Trailblazers, Dallas, Houston, Golden State going to be good this year. They're going to come back stronger than ever. And I just think this guy, Dan Murray, it's, just, it's crazy how he go to a coach that's made his name for himself in Doc Rivers. Because I know Seth Philadelphia 76ers want to go let him be GM like he screwed up everything in, in L.A. Oh, they're like, oh, no, we get, we, you, that's, your job is to coach only. And so Dale Murray becomes president of basketball press with the 76ers. And I found this story. It was crazy because I didn't know it. It looked like the um, Utah Jazz is being sold by Gail Miller, Larry, H. Miller Group. They agreed to sell the company, not the company, but the Jazz for $1.6 billion to a tech entrepreneur. Ryan Smith, I, I promise you, I saw the picture. The guy don't look like he murf, uh one cent. Which is ending the 35-year run. I didn't even know they was that old. Well, I knew they was that old, but I didn't know they was owners for that long. Because they did change the name like three or four times before the, um, before the 90s. Houston hired Steven Salas, new coach Steven Salas, to a four-year contract, son of the great Paul Salas. I remember watching him. He used to, if you didn't know, he did coach LeBron his first couple of years in the league, if you didn't know. Um, the guy spent 20 years under Rick Carlisle in Dallas. I'm 20 years, and you just not getting a coaching job? You tell me about fairness in the NBA. The guy was coaching 20 years under the great Rick Carlisle. I always liked the Rick Carlisle. The guy's a good coach. I remember when he was coaching the Indiana under Larry Bird in the early 2000s when they was very good with Reggie Miller. Everyone saying that's a good hire. He seemed like a good coach. Saw a little film about a film on him. I do wonder what he would do with James Harden. And was I actually heard rumors that James Harden could be getting traded for Ben Simmons. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. If Houston, if Houston know better, that's not a good move. That's not a good move. You got you got Ben Simmons. He's a good player, but he ain't a shooter. He don't got a jump shot. To me personally, I don't think he can stick D. He not a superstar yet. Maybe not an all-star, some would say. But he ain't he ain't better than um James Harden. I don't think so. No way. Absolutely not. 
if the Houston Rockets even even think about trade, even think about trading James Harden. They do for the next 15 years, 10, 15 years for sure. That's your news and rumors in NBA. Y'all know what time it is. This day in sports. This day in sports in 1968, the Milwaukee Bucks won their first game of that season by beating the Detroit Pistons 138-118. to This day in sports in 1988, we've seen our first Monday night football game as the Indianapolis Colts beat the Denver Broncos 55-23. This have been This Day in Sports History. In the world of college football, a couple games I will personally be keeping an eye on this weekend. 16th-ranked Kansas State go against West Virginia. Michigan State looked to bounce back after their loss last week against Michigan, who had a impressive win against Minnesota last weekend. Notre Dame go against Georgia Tech. That should be a no-brainer for the Irish. Texas look to upset Oklahoma State, six-ranked Oklahoma State. In the game of the day, Saturday, is Saturday night, I may add. Number three rank, which should be number one, and I will tell you why, Ohio State, go against Penn State. Don't look for no upset here. Ohio State, I think they should be number one team. I will take it even further. Justin Fields is my hiding trophy right now. Trophy winner right now. Over Trevor Lawrence. It won't it won't be no surprise if they met in the conference. I mean in a college football playoff. Either for the national championship or a chance to go to the national championship. These are clearly the two best teams in the college football right now. But you know Alabama is lurking right behind them. Trevor Lawrence will not be playing Saturday against Boston State as his Clemson Tigers play Boston College. Trevor Lawrence, if you didn't know, was tested for he was tested and he was tested. It came out he was positive for COVID-19, and he will miss at least two games for sure. In other news, earlier this week, Trevor Lawrence was interviewed, and he was told to reporters, asked about, he was asked about next year's NFL draft. And everybody knows New York Jets are, they going to be the number one. That's because they seven and zero, and it's it's about eight to nine more games to go in the season. I think it's eight, eight or nine. The New York Jets ain't nobody weaker than the New York Jets, and ain't nobody gonna get the number one pick but the New York Jets. And Trevor Lawrence came out and said, "Hell, shit, I might return to school. Why would I want to play for the Jets?" He didn't say that out of his mouth. That's just what we know. Let's be clear. He's basically saying, I don't want to come out if I'm if just number one pick, which they will be. 
Trevor Lawrence said, my man said this, that I am going to have to move on at some point. But there's a lot of things that can happen. We do know Trevor Lawrence is having a tremendous season, completing on 70% of his passes. Throwing for 1,833 yards, 17 touchdowns, with only just two interceptions over the five games. Debo Swinney was asked about the um, comment from Trevor Lawrence. He basically said, hey, if he want to stay, we'll let him stay. Basically saying... Hey, if you want to help us win, try to win another title, come on. We we can we can use you. But he did say he'd be surprised if he back with the Tiger next year. But who knows? Only thing we know about this situation is the New York Jets are gonna have the number one pick. I would not want to be a full a quarterback, any offensive player coming out in the next. Of those four three or four picks because they're horrible teams. We look for looking at Atlanta, Detroit, Jacksonville. It's a team that's horrible. They some of them competitive but horrible. Let's be honest. I know he don't want to go to New York Jets. I mean New York Jets have fans on well for Sam Donald to go. The guy only been there for two years, two or three years. If I'm correct, and they moved on from you already. It's a shame when you the starter quarterback of a franchise like the New York Jets and the team give up on you so easy. Some of Atlanta, I saw a report, a comment, no, not, um, that Atlanta player, Atlanta Falcons player said, if he was Trevor Lawrence, he won't come out. If I was him, if I was his coach, I would find him for that comment. You basically saying your team is horrible. That's all I have for NCAA football, college football. In the world of the National Football League, we've seen a game pretty much probably didn't watch. Thursday night as Atlanta, we like to blow leads. Falcons <laughs> didn't blow this lead, though, as they beat the Carolina Panthers 25-17. to Teddy Bridgewater haven't been in seven lately especially for the last three games, which they have lost. Ended the game with a pick, costing the game, costing the Panthers to drop their third straight to the horrible Atlanta Falcons. My week eight picks this Sunday should be a very entertaining. Got about four or five games that should be very competitive. Starting with the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings is coming off the bye. Green Bay is coming off that win against the Houston Texans. 
I will go with the Packers to win this game. Probably by a field goal, 14 points. That's only if Kirk Cousins come out and play. Because they have to do something. You, you're coming off a bye. Haven't been having a good season so far. Got to make something happen. The Tennessee Titans travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Joe Burrow, I love him, but I'm, I cannot pick him against this game. I cannot pick against the Tennessee Titans. They upset. Their defense is playing off. Their defense coming don't come out emotional because they get the what kind of coach they have. Mike Vabro is a very emotional, aggressive coach. So their defense is gonna come out. It looks to bounce back as they drop to the Steelers last week. They go. They should come out hungry, running the ball. Derrick Henry, and I think this game should probably won't even be close, honestly. And we are going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs over the Jets. We know why. Patrick Mahomes in the story. Indianapolis go to Detroit and play the Lions. Coach is also coming off a bye. They looking to bounce back. Um, I'll take the close with this one. It's I'll take the close with this one. Um, certainly because they're coming off a bye. Honestly, Detroit. Um, coming off a little last minute second, last second win as they beat the Falcons, which is really not much a win, but it's a win. The Pittsburgh Steelers go to Baltimore. Now, this should be a very, very entertaining game. We all know the history with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens coming off of a bye. Pittsburgh coming off an oppressive win. They let them come back in, but it still was oppressive. Um, They showed that they can move the ball. And they showed they can... Um, Take the ball away. They have good defense, especially the front four. Um, this game should be entertaining, but I will have to go with Baltimore. Lamar Jackson got something to prove. He definitely got something to prove. And I didn't know this, but Baltimore had the last, about 31st ranked offense and passing. Unbelievable. The L.A. Rams travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Tua makes his first NFL start. I don't know who I did was to do this. Even they gave him two weeks off. They gave him two weeks to prepare for this game. So, I don't think, I, I, I really I really don't think this is going to be a good game for him. I, just because of the front four of the Rams. He's going to be watching a lot of tape out there gathered in Bears last week. That's for sure. But I cannot pick him to win his first NFL start. I would have to go with the Rams. Simply because the front four. Defense. New England Patriots travel to Buffalo. Where they have had a lot of tough years in Buffalo. I don't see how the New England Patriots will beat these Bills coming off a loss to the 49ers. I think New England will drop this one again as the Buffalo might come out just straight 
Smash them, honestly. The Las Vegas Raiders. I hate saying Las Vegas Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. Go against the Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, this is our first game without Odell Beckham. I want, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm paying very close attention to what Baker Mayfield do. Can they run the ball? Can they defense get stops? Which I don't think they're gonna happen, and that's why I'm gonna have to go with the Raiders to win about touchdown or touchdown or ten points for sure. The Clippers, I mean, sorry, <laughs> the Chargers go against Denver Broncos. What can we talk about? Justin Herbert coming off his first NFL win. He should be ready to go. We don't know if it may be snowing or not, but, hey, he played in um, Oregon. You know, it was a lot of snowy days. I know he played up there at Oregon Ducks. So, no matter what the weather is in Denver, I look for him to get it done as I'm picking the Chargers to beat Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, what else? You need a quarterback. You need defense. You have no defense. You have no running game. You have really nothing. Nothing. As I see them losing again. The New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. What can I say about this game? This is this is this is a tough one. Really, it's really a tough pick. New Orleans and Chicago. We know New Orleans haven't had a good success here. But they beat us last year here. They did beat us last year here. With Teddy Bridgewater. This time, Drew Brees is in the center. Let's see what that Bears defense can do tomorrow. Because do Sunday. Because I know they was pissed on that plane, on that plane back to Chicago, LA Monday night when they, when they, when they wet the bed. But uh, I'm. I would have to go with the Bears by a short margin. Short margin. If they was playing New Orleans, I would easily pick the Saints. Just because they playing in Chicago, and we know how the Saints have had a history of getting blown out here, cold weather, windy games, I would have to go to the Bears just because of the location. The Bears got to come out. Do some, make something happen. They have to run a ball at least. They have to run a ball because you don't want to give Drew Brees more possessions. That's for sure. Cause he ain't he ain't Jared Goff. He gonna light you up. Even though Emmanuel Samuel's not playing, I believe Michael Thomas not playing. They still have enough weapons to get it done on offense. That's for sure. Defense average, but offense they can score points. And the Bears have to score points on offense for their defense can shut down the New Orleans Saints offense. I would go with the, I would pick the Bears by a short margin. The San Francisco 49ers against the Seattle Seahawks. Now this should be a dog fight right here. This should be a dog fight right here. These teams are rivals all through the last five, ten years. This team has been rivals since both of them was on top of the conference. It was just them. But I have to go with Seattle just because they're going off a tough loss last Sunday night against the Arizona Cardinals. San Francisco go to go to New England, beat up New England. Um, this is a very tough. This is a very tough division. This is a very tough division. All 
I believe all four of the teams in the division plan, other than the um, Arizona Cardinals, was they have the bat. But this is the game that I'm sure um, the Rams and the um, Arizona Cardinals should be watching because depending on who wins, which I'm going to pick Seattle because they just like I said they're coming off a tough loss. The uh, Western Wilson threw, threw, even though he threw three touchdowns, he threw three picks. One of them cost him a game for sure in overtime. So I look for the Seahawks to bounce back and take the win. I'd say a touchdown. And to cap off Sunday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. What, what, why do. How this this should not be an easy pick for nobody. Of course, I'm gonna ride with the Philadelphia Eagles simply because Dallas Cowboys. You starting your third string quarterback. What can I say? What else is there to say? I won't be surprised this game twenty four to nothing. Seriously, because I never seen tape on this third. I don't even know the guy's name. I know his name is Danucci. Yeah, I know he's Italian. That's all I know about him. I don't see how Dallas gonna. I don't see how Dallas gonna win. I don't see how they're gonna win. Defense don't even. You can't really speak on the defense because defense horrible. I guarantee you. This defense is gonna give up a lot of yards, especially on the ground. Carson Wentz gonna have all day in the pocket. He could do whatever, and of course. He's gonna get out of the pocket, so I don't see how the Dallas. I don't, I do not see how the Dallas Cowboys are gonna stop the offense really, cause their defense is horrible. It's horrible. Then Monday Night Football, they cap it off. I don't know why they have this on Dallas football. This is a squash match. The New York Giants it won't, probably won't even score ten points against the Bucks. The Bucks is about to dominate this. Why do the NFL have this game on Monday Night Football? This is gonna be I I I would bet I would, I would bet everything I would bet everything that this game and I'm gonna look at it for sure to see what's the Raiders on this game come Tuesday morning because this probably can become the lowest rated football game on Monday Night Football ever. It's just crazy. Tampa Bay Bucks against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Who really going to watch this other than the Giant fans and the uh, Bucks fans? Who really going to watch this? You think I want to sit and watch a squash match? No, no competitive at all. That's my week eight picks on NFL this Sunday. In the world of baseball. Former manager of the Houston Astros, A.J. Hinch, was hired by the Detroit Tigers as the new manager. Congratulations. Who cares? The L.A. Dodgers now champions of the baseball world. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays 3-1 in game six to capture their first World Series since 1988. We're going to get into that Justin Tucker situation. But everyone had their... Opinion about this snail being pulled in the sixth inning. Me personally, I had no problem with it. 
simple fact because Tampa Bay only had one run. Some people say, okay, well, why you pull him? Who knows? I'm not the manager. And I know he's going to get a lot of harsh words and negative questions, stupid questions, questions he ain't going to answer, questions going to tick him off, piss him off, upset, get mad all over, whatever. But me personally, and here's, here's the reason why I say I didn't have no problem with that. I'm not a pitchers kind of guy. I'm more of offense. Doubles, singles, triples, home runs, something. Before that sixth inning, the Rays only had one run. Now, who's to say if the score was three to one? You have a you will have a point of why pulling them. Or will nobody be complaining? Who cares if he was dominating? The, what if he was dominating to like the eighth inning, then he started giving up hits and runs? Then they would have blamed the pitcher. Or they would have blamed the manager for not pulling him so early. People need to understand. Pitcher win you the game, but you have to score runs. You have to score runs. I just cannot believe I sat there for entire, I sat there the entire game, which was a little boring, but I still sat and watched because I just had a feeling. And that feeling was what happened when the Dodgers started hitting. Who cares if Snell was poor? And when Mookie Betts got that double, the game was basically over. Honestly. Speaking of the Dodgers, I was asked, is this a dynasty in the start? I don't think so. If they would have won their first World Series, they would have been dynasty. They would have had two or three. But dynasty, no. Not, not in the baseball realm. Thank God they only played less than the game that they play normally would play. I just really, if you, if you want to be real honest with it, if you want me to be real honest, here's a go. Here we go. The Dodgers got lucky this year. Yeah, they were the base, they were the best baseball team, but they got lucky. They didn't play nobody. The Padres, the Braves. Those not elite teams. Yeah, the Braves was number one in the division, but they they weren't elite. They didn't have experience. They didn't know how to win. And that's exactly why they blew a 3-1 lead. That showed youth. And so, I just think they got lucky. They didn't play the Yankees. They didn't play the Astros. They played the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Tampa Bay Rays was the same way. They won experience. So that's what I think about that. Now that Justin Turner, this guy could probably be enemy number one for the next six months. Nationwide. The guy was t tested for COVID during the game, got a call saying, test came back positive. Was then that was the seventh inning of a game. He was pulled, but he failed to follow the COVID 19 protocols when he was caught celebrating on the field with his teammates. I understand all of that. And he refused instructs in front of security to leave the field. MLB said it risked the safety of others, and it absolutely did. His what he gave it to his wife. They stayed behind. Why? The team got on the plane and flew back to L.A. from Texas, I believe, Irving, Texas. And so. I think that was very stupidity of him. I know it's six. I know it's the clinching game. Your team won. Time to celebrate. But we all know health important. Health should be more important than celebrating. Even though, who's to say you might not ever get the chance again? I understand all of that. Why you couldn't celebrate on your own or when you got back out of the public eye? I just didn't understand that. Came on the field with a mask. He was in some pitch without one. It was just stupidity of him. Put the players in. Players in. Risk of catching it. I won't be surprised if it's five or six thousand players in the next week or two come out and say, you know, I got, got tested for COVID and it came out positive because of Justin Turner. Stupidity. I just think it was no cause for him to go back to the pier. Once once you've been told you're getting tested for COVID and you seeing what's going on in the world today, he didn't care. He took it upon himself, you know what? Who cares? I'm in a public eye. I got COVID. I want to celebrate with my team. He basically put him over his team safety. Crazy thing about this is, once they won, Justin Turner became a free agent. That was his fourth year. Contract expired. Fourth year, $64 million that he signed four years ago. 
I won't be surprised if he hurt his money as a free agent. Dodgers might be signing him. Still might hurt him. Might give him two and 30, 40 million. Probably half of that. Because the guy was playing for 20 years. And so, that's my opinion about that. About the L.A. Dodgers winning that championship since 1988. And Justin Turner. What can I say? Well, that will do it for this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. Hope to get you guys again this coming Tuesday as we're going to go over week eight of the NFL. Have some news in the NBA, news in the MLB. And hope you guys enjoyed the festivities this weekend. Take your kids trick-or-treating and have a good one. Hope to see you back Tuesday. Peace out.